This is season four, episode four. Uh, just me and Andrew today. We're just kind of we're talking about some some fun stuff, some fun stuff for some high school runners. That's kind of the goal for today. Yeah, we're starting to run out of topics, if you can't tell. So today's <laughs> like a whole jamboree of like random stuff, yeah. random tips and tricks. Uh, yeah, that some are obvious, some are not. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we're we're just gonna try and lay out, you know, tricks in general, just tips and tricks for. Uh, high school athletes, you know, anyone in the high school age range, even a little bit older, maybe trying to run faster, run better. Because uh, me and Andrew have been there, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna, we have a couple written down. Maybe some will come up mid conversation. We'll just, we'll see where it goes. But uh, do you want to start? Yeah. So here's ten tips and tricks to make you a better runner. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I literally, I just have it in my notes. All right. Um, so. One of, uh, I guess, this is sort of like, I kind of break things down and there's like tips and tricks and some some things are just like wisdom, like they're going to come with time uh, and okay. it, we could tell people these things and they're not going to do it because it's just hard to... You got to learn. You got to learn it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But one of those things is sometimes it's better to do less than to do too much, right? Yeah. So you yeah. could definitely go overboard with running and either injure yourself or just mentally and physically burn out, which... It's not what you want to do. I rather you still be in the season, like it's still running in season, than than be completely out. So that's yeah. And I feel like at the high school age, it's uh, at least in my experience, it, it was um, even seeing some high schoolers now that you know you and me are friends with and know of. It's I think very easy to get burnt out feeling and just feel like you're doing a little too much, and you know too much is expected of you and kind of like that that race that championship race or whatever it's kind of end all be all and you know it can be stressful and that can lead to burnout yeah so that can cause you to you know like overtrain a little bit you know it can cause you to be like no i need to work i need to work i need to work and really you know sometimes you got to take a step back and just you gotta trust the process you know yeah which uh i don't think that's something all that uh you know i think everyone knows that that's kind of with any sport um but uh, I guess sort of like this is this would be the second tip, but this is kind of uh, this goes hand in hand with that. It's kind of not completely separate. Is that uh, core and lifting does not come before like your run. Like if you have a day where you just feel like crap and you're like I can't do core, or do my lift, that's not gonna break you as much as missing like two days of running might, you know, or yeah, you know, missing yeah. a workout. That's like that's a much bigger deal. So like focusing on the runs and not like killing yourself doing like core or lifts. Like you don't want to, you don't want to lift and be so sore that your workout the next day is just screwed. You know, yeah, that, exactly. that's exactly what you don't want to do. And, and that's another kind of wisdom thing where it's like, it can, it can get, it can tie into the first sort of tip because you know, you can feel like you're not doing enough. Maybe you had an, maybe you had an easy run that day and you're like, Oh, I need to do more or uh or something like that and then you go that night and yeah you hit a hard lift because you feel like you're not doing enough mm-hmm. and then yeah like you said that can affect the workout the next day that can uh you know screw up even the rest of your week because you know uh you, you get sore two days later yeah you know you don't get sore then you get sore the day later the, uh, the second day yeah. even the third day you could feel it you know yeah. or you might not even feel it but it might be there and you, you know you might be a little lactic mm-hmm. um uh and, you know, I think that's just about, like, knowing your body a little bit. Um, and, you know, again, taking a step back to take two steps forward, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
right. one, two steps forward, one step backward, two steps forward, one step backward. Yeah, exactly. Kinda... That's, that's what you got to do. It's kind of the philosophy of, uh, the, uh, this is less of a, a tip, but that's kind of like the philosophy of like down weeks and stuff like that. Cause mm-hmm. I know I, I've actually never really like com- perfectly integrated that into like my training, but I feel like that, like that makes complete sense. It's like you take two weeks hard, one week, you drop the mileage by like five or six bring it up yeah down you know that's just how you know it works so actually i I have a question for you have you you know in all your years of running how have you dealt with feeling like you know you're not doing enough uh do more (laughs) and then burn out (laughs) uh to be honest like you avoid have you tried to avoid that what what is recently i have but recently there's also been like less stress on me like the only stress on me to do well in running is the stress i put on myself so it's like um, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm honestly not really good with de- like dealing with that at all. I'm probably the worst person to come to if you're like, uh, if you want to be told to do less, cause, cause I'll just tell myself to do more. And I, I, from experience like that, that I personally, that was my downfall. I think in high school was just doing too much overloading to the point where I just, I didn't want to run and I, I couldn't run anymore. You know, you just kind of feel yeah. like poop. Yeah, um, yeah. but to limit that, um, <laughs> uh, try and be around people that like know their limits and know when to stop. If you're around those people and train with those people every day, you'll start to realize, you know, you might at first be like, Oh, I'm doing more than them. I must be better than once. Once they start to kick your ass in a few races, you might be like, well, maybe they're, you know, again, yeah. taking one step back and two steps forward, whatever, you know. Ultimately, you can be the first person across the line in every single workout against your team, but if you're not the first person across the line in the races, you're not really doing much for the team. Yeah, exactly. So so, so what's the point of killing yourself? Yeah, and we've seen that. We've seen that all across the board at Ward Melville. Oh, yeah. No, you, know, you, like, see it, you see it in schools, too, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like you could, you could almost, like, tell when there's people like that. They just kind of look, like, sunken and tired and and just out of it because they're, they're working themselves like crazy you know yeah you know both of us have been on that end yeah you know? i and if, if you haven't like that's actually kind of that's a little bit concerning if you haven't <laughs> pretty much there. yeah pretty yeah much everyone um not that i i want anyone to be there but <laughs> but um you know it's just natural if you're really passionate about something you're gonna go overboard and you gotta find the balance yeah yeah but uh that's with anything on to the next tip next tip um this this is another uh especially for high schoolers um, sometimes you can get like super focused on like studying or your sport or like doing whatever that is non-active, but trying to like, try and like be an active person in general, like do other sports, other things and activities that are active. Like for me, I'd play spike ball a lot and basketball. And I think that makes a world difference in training the muscles that you don't normally work and just kind of making you get away from running a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, uh, <laughs> truthfully, you know, I've, been in a situation before where I have not done something like that because I was afraid I was going to get too tired to do like a workout later but the truth is you're not going to get too tired from playing spike ball it's just about being active getting your heart rate up and having fun yeah the thing is like especially if you're just messing around and you're not going that crazy yeah you're not going to tire your muscles that much and really when when you're in high school you kind of have an infinite amount of energy unless like you you have like something going on like <laughs> you you genuinely can like suck out so much energy from yourself if you learn the right habits like you know take yeah. cold showers get you know sleep properly don't eat like shit 
uh, you know, don't watch TV right before bed or something like, you know, yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, that will enhance like your energy level so much. That's also kind of like another tip a little bit, but, uh, just doing th things like that, uh, just like really the basic things like having a good diet, being active, which obviously you're active if you're a runner. And, Actually, um, well, okay, we could go into that, but we'll wait. We'll wait. You, we'll wait. you obviously work out. You know, you're, you're getting a good, a good cardio burn. So you can be, you can be active. No, you can be a runner. You can, you can be able to run, but you can still be a sedentary person. Yeah. You know, so you basically don't be a sedentary person. That's kind of this tip. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um. <laughs> and for, I mean, I guess, you know, some people, I, I think most people know like what's being sedentary means, but you want to, you want to be able to go out and play basketball with your friends, play baseball with your friends or spike ball, whatever the hell it is. Go, go swim at the beach. Like you, you know, maybe, uh, go play with your dog a little bit, like all of that, even though it seems like small stuff, you know, it's keeping your heart rate up, which is in turn kind of helping you stay healthy helping your circulation helping everything yeah yeah and um i guess like again like in tandem with that here's a, another tip this is tip number four is uh if you are a, like a bit of a sedentary person which like all, you know a lot of people have been there like if you work a desk job or like me you're, you're studying you're sitting you're sitting one place and just taking notes a lot that's kind of how i study i just sit and grind it out if, if you're not moving in like 30 minute intervals, like every 30 minutes you should be moving. Um, if you're not doing that, you're gonna have shit circulation. Your, your blood pressure is gonna skyrocket and you're just gonna feel like shit. You're gonna have no energy. It's just not a good recipe for recovery or mental health or anything else. And I mean, it's hard, you know, especially for high school students because you know, you're sitting there from, what is it, like 7 a.m. to probably like two o'clock. Yeah. And you're, you're sitting there for 45 minute periods getting up for three three minutes between each of those or whatever, walking yeah. a class. Yeah. You, you know, you, you do have gym, you know, every other day, however your school does it. You yeah, do have you lunch. Gym. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to do that. So, I mean, even if, you know, you you go go, go to the bathroom, yeah. you know, take a walk around the school every every now and then, it's, it's okay because, like, that's what you kind of got to do to get up, you know, Get your steps in as, yeah. as as stupid as like or simple as that sounds. A lot of people don't just because you're sitting there yeah. all day, and you have school. stuff to do. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, you know, you're a busy person as a high school student. It's you got time to waste, but you're still super, super busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and a lot of people like uh, like to do their their work. Like, if you're doing work outside of school, a lot of people just binge it because yeah. they don't have the best habits which I also do. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't, I never had that problem. <laughs> really? Really? You just like, no, cause I was one of the people that, you know, like school was over here, running was over here and I went towards running with everything. You know, I, it, uh, I, I wouldn't turn in a homework assignment if it meant I had to get sleep for race, for a race uh, the next day. Oh really? I mean, Pretty that's, much. that's like good. It's good, but not, not in terms of getting good grades. I yeah, mean, I got I good grades, that. but like, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you did fine in high school. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cares. <laughs> but I guess that goes back to that first point where we can't, you can't be like so overworking yourself, over focused on the running. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, you can't, and and you can't be so over focused on other aspects of life as well. You know, just having balance and you know moving every thirty minutes. So that's I I think those are some good tips, like in terms of being a healthy person and like trusting the process. Mm -hmm. um, what what's the next? Because don't we have a couple? I, I want to get into some 
specific tips about, you know, like, like hey, recovery. Well, like, yes, but like, hey, this is how you can run faster. This is how you can improve your 5K cross country time. Do we have any of those? shoes? What's that? Shoes. Oh, shoes. Okay. You, okay. you need the right shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard to find. <laughs> Just go to Second Wind. Go to Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Go, go to me. I'll, I'll help you out. He's like a. <laughs> you ever see like uh wait what's it called those like uh magic like crystal balls yeah basically like, you come into second wind i look into one of those crystal balls i know you're coming because i can look into one of those yeah crystal i heard you can tell people's shoe size just from like literally looking at them like in the eyes basically that, the yeah yeah i just you just kind of what's my six and a half double that yes <laughs> well but actually double plus one double wait you're yeah i'm 14 oh my e. god yeah i'm <laughs> just on the cusp to like where i can't go like i can't go to second i need to order them beforehand usually we do have a lot of 14s yeah it we just do. depends if i want like a specific shoe i can't guarantee that it's there i have to call beforehand firefly hmm. <laughs> okay but yeah anyway so a lot of you know a lot of uh especially freshmen okay yeah high school freshmen they come into you know the sport and they, uh, and they don't have, like, they ran maybe in middle school, maybe not. I think, like, 50-50 probably do and don't. So, you know, they don't have the right shoe. They come in, they run in basketball shoes, they run in, uh, mm. you know, Nike free runs, which really, Nike free runs are terrible running shoes. They're not good at all. There may be a good gym shoe, but I would not run in them. Yeah, I mean, you can lift in them if you want. Yeah, but like, like, if you want. It's, it's, sure, you can lift yeah. in your bare feet too yeah yeah exactly so getting the right pair of shoes because ultimately what's that what that is doing is that is preventing injury so because it's getting more cushion under you it's getting giving you the right support in case you pronate um whatever whatever it is and uh for those of you that don't know uh what pronation is it's when your your arch collapses your ankle sort of turns inwards and uh their shoes designed you know stability shoes are designed to make it so you don't pronate it corrects that and um, we're good on time, right? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. I can't. I, my eyes aren't that good. Okay. <laughs> we just got to keep an eye on it because I forgot. Okay, yeah. so you, basically stability shoes, what those do is that makes that corrects your pronation to a point. Mm. Uh, and different shoes, you know, it varies to a degree how much they do that. But that's why it's important to go to a running tech sh- shoe store. So you can, you know, they can look at your feet. They can evaluate how that, uh, how you stand, how, how your form is. And you can actually try on real running shoes and not Nike free runs. And uh, because you're going to save yourself some injury. I mean, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> you, you, surprisingly, you don't get injured, but you also take your shoes. Yeah, I, I'm probably going to have terrible joints when I'm older. Like, uh, but especially since I'm like, a, I'm heavy from, quite heavy for a runner. I'm like, like most runners are like around like 140. I'm like. 180 and uh well you're also like six four yeah but just change the amount of force going into my knee (laughs) you know that's a good point uh yeah i don't change my shoes often and uh that's bad and what i also don't do and i know i should do uh i did it for a little bit is get a pair of walking shoes and a pair of running shoes yes i'm walking in my running shoes right now because uh, there's certain activities I like to do in them. I don't know. I, I feel like they're like lucky. So I'm just being stupid. They're, they're your lucky running shoes. I play really good die in these <laughs> shoes. <laughs> that's, that's, I've ruined them though. Playing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so you should definitely do that. And also just like invest in like, like you can get a walking shoe. It's meant for walking. Like it's, uh, you know, there's walking shoes, there's running shoes, there's whatever. Well, okay, so there's walking shoes, yes, but a lot of them are leather and they're kind of terrible. Yeah, you don't need, I mean, like what I'm saying is like you don't need like, you don't, you don't need to be walking in Vermeer, like Vimeros and stuff like that. Or you don't necessarily 
need like a super so great shoe. Yeah, I mean, so basically, I mean, my opinion is you would want a good wa- a good shoe to walk around in just because you know you're probably truthfully you're probably putting a lot more miles on your walking shoes than on your running shoes. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, yeah, depending on your mileage. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think that like? What kind of shoe do you think would be like best for walking? Would it be like a cushy one, or is like does it depend on the person? Do you want like a low, uh, fuck, drop off? Um, uh, heel drop. Yeah. Do you want like a, a low or high one? So it totally depends on the person. Totally depends on their circumstance. You know, if um, for me personally, I walk in the New Balance Ten Eighties and I walk in the uh, Hoka Clifton. I just I have those. Hoka's two have shoes. a like a small drop, right? Hocus have a small drop. I, I'm not familiar with the drop on the New Balance. I think they're like 11 or something like that. Or like, Oh, wait, no. I, I know the Vongo's at 8, and the Vongo's the stability version of the 1080. Okay. So my, I would guess the 1080 is at 8 as well, but I'm just okay. kind of pulling yeah, the number I, out of You might be right on 8. I think I'm thinking of something. Some other New Balance shoe. I think New, New Balance runs like sort of like Nike where it's a higher drop off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 8, eight is still up there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but that's like not... It's like mid. Because Hoka's yeah. like, like... Hoka's like 3-4. Three, 3-4. Four. Three, four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I thought they were like 5. Maybe 5 for That's, some of them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so basically, you know, I walk around in the in neutral cushion shoes, okay? But I run in a stability cushion shoe, okay? And I run in a stability cushion shoe because I pronate. But I don't walk in a stability shoe. I still pronate, but it's just I find that more comfortable for, you know, standing on my feet all day. You know, so I think it's kind of get get a shoe... That you can, you know, be in and is comfortable, and then uh, for standing and walking, and then, but the whole point of that is to, you know, protect your running shoes so they last longer. So when you are running and you're putting seven times your body weight on each leg, yeah, you know, you're not getting injured because your shoes aren't dead. Yeah, and you're also when you're walking, I feel like you're putting pressure in different places than when you're running. When you're running, you're putting it on the balls. Like I, I have holes in some of my, the the bottom yeah. parts of my shoes because mm-hmm. the ball of my foot is just digging into there when I'm running. Yeah. But now when you're walking, you're not necessarily putting pressure on the ball of your foot. You might be putting it on like the toes more or like mm-hmm. your heel. I, I don't know. It depends how you walk. But um, that is also not great because even though like you might not be landing on those spots when you're running, having no cushion there because you're walking on that too is also not like the great. And you're also wearing down the tread and whatever yeah, else. Yeah. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's totally different. The mechanics walking and running so yeah. your gait changes every, every, your foot strike change you know everything changes yeah um but so yeah i mean basically if you just get new shoes keep your shoes up to, you know like fresh and uh every every season you get a new pair i yeah. guess that that was always my rule of thumb. yeah just explore yeah like don't get the same shoe just because like like get the sh- same shoe if you have a great experience with it but don't get one just because like you got that one the first time and you're, i get like, a whatever. new shoe every time yeah just because I like exploring. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I do know people that, you know. Yeah. And you know your shoe stuff. Yeah. Like, well, most people don't. Like, you work a shoe store. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what's the next tip? I think that was a good one. Um, I mean, okay. So, this is like a, a little small one, but uh, uh, if you really want to like ramp up recovery, mm-hmm. um, ice baths, hot baths, and oh. uh, also flushing out. Yeah. Um, all great things to be doing all the time, you know. Yeah. Not. Not every day. You don't want to take a nice bath every day. So maybe, maybe we should talk about, you know, let's talk about each one, and let's talk about what why you would use it and, like, how it benefits you. 
Okay, well, I think ice baths is like the biggest one. Let's say that's the most important one. Yeah. First tip, don't take ice baths naked. I did that for a year. <laughs> um, Wait, you did that one? I did that for like a whole year. Why? I don't know, because I was like, ice baths got a lot easier to do after that. Yeah, <laughs> you, that your much. tolerance goes up. Yeah, well, yeah, the worst part was getting the part that would be covered by the underwear. In. <laughs> um, so, yeah, don't do that. I made that mistake. Um but, I mean, you know more about this than me, but ice baths, basically, they, they reduce inflammation. Uh, they also constrict blood flow when you're in, in there. Yeah. But then once you get your legs out of there, you start ramping up level a lot because you're warming up your legs. So it enhances circulation and gets, you know, helps you recover, obviously. That's how that works. Um, you probably, that's the extent of what I know about it. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much true. You know, it, it reduces the inflammation because it gets the blood out of there. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. It's like when you're cold, everything tightens up because you're mm-hmm. trying to like keep your body heat, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, same, same premise, you know? Everything tightens up. That makes blood leave your muscles um, because everything, you know, constricts. And then um, when you get warm again, when you leave the ice bath, you can literally feel the blood mm-hmm. rush back down into your legs. And you, you know, it's like it's, it's red. Well, yeah. actually, I, actually, I don't know if that's why. That's probably why. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, it's probably not know. why. I don't know. I'm probably wrong about that. I don't know if that's why. I, yeah, that's I just know. complete. That's out of my ass. That's um, why it's red. <laughs> that's why it's red. It's probably red because it's cold. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it just it, it helps recovery because it gets lactic acid, gets all the shit you don't want in your legs out of there. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. theoretically and, yeah. you know, typically I take my ice baths for 10 minutes. That's, yeah, I do, I do 10 to 12. I basically just do three songs in Spotify. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's a good rule. That's, that's a good rule. That's a good way to think about it, too. Yeah. Just get through it. That's how I do my runs, too, actually. Sometimes when, like, I really don't want to run and I'm on the treadmill, I'm just, like, I just count every song I listen to, and that's how I, I don't even look at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So ice baths are good. Um, I, I suggest usually using two big bags of ice. Are, those are, like, 16 pounds, right? Or I don't know the weight, but I, I usually get three big bags. Yeah, yeah. Two, I think two to three is good. Yeah. Um, I'm cheap, so I use two. I just, because the first couple times I took it, I, I, I put all the ice in from two bags and then by and the time i got in the bag it was just melted yeah so I was just like, you should do three if you're not cheap but uh it gets expensive to do that sometimes i only do it like once every like three four weeks so. yeah 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 if you can do if you have act if you i don't know if you have a deal on ice or you're, you're i don't know like your family <laughs> are producers of ice <laughs> if you're ice producers then you're pretty yeah. much set or you live in like a really cold climate and you can just go on a lake i don't know um <laughs> oh yeah that too yeah yeah no oh, it works let's uh, yeah that's a, let, that's a good uh tip actually a way to do an ice bath is you know during you know during, winter uh yeah, winter or like early spring season you know go to a, if you if you live near a bay which i'm assuming most of the people listening to this are local and uh do that uh drive down to a beach drive down to a pond wherever you can and just walk waist deep into the water and then just sit there you know probably for like eight 12 minutes and then get out and you're fine that sounds awful it does sound awful yeah i but, hate the water by the way um so <laughs> there's that and then the cold it's just horrible but yeah <laughs> honestly if you don't want to spend money yeah, I'm not yeah, doing that. Yeah. Um, so wait, okay. So I know nothing. I've never taken the uh, what was it? Was the salt uh, bath? Or yeah, anything? yeah. I take like hot Epsom salt baths. Uh, you can for me, they're more of like just like a therapeutic thing to just like chill out and have an excuse to to take a hot bath and not be weird about it. Um, <laughs> but there's some benefits. Uh, what What are the benefits you know of? Um. 
okay. it calms the mind. Well, it, it increases circulation for a shorter period of time because your legs are hotter. Okay. It does that. It also dehydrates the shit out of you, which is not good. So okay. you have to chug water while you do it. Um, I don't even know if that's an effective way of getting the the water and electrolytes back into your system, but that's just what I do because... Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, you know, it's probably fine. Water's water. Is only yeah. It. Yeah, and then the Epsom salt part... I get like a special one that has like eucalyptus in it. Cause it's, what like, the hell it's, like, is eucalyptus? <laughs> it's like the lemon smelling uh, scent that like every like girl ever like diffuses in their room. I don't know. It's good though, and um, yeah, it's like it, has, it's, it also has like menthol in it, and it's okay. like it's like mint. It's okay. Nice, but um, <laughs> yeah, I get that, and it, it also um, it reduces like swelling and like joint pain and stuff like okay. that. Okay. I can see that. Can yeah, it's like it's definitely not as good as an ice bath. It's just because like I'm fucking cheap uh, and don't want to buy ice, and I also don't want to take an ice bath at the time. So. Well, if anything, you know, you could do that and then stretch afterwards because it probably you know loosens, loosens up all up. your muscles. Yeah, I, I just wouldn't go too far with the stretching. Uh, okay. Like you don't want to stretch too much because I feel that like what I get like lightheaded after like those baths just because like I'm dehydrated. Oh, okay. But that's that's just me because I've tried to. Uh, yeah. To stretch after. I, I have to stretch after. Uh, flushing. Oh, yeah, flushing. Yeah, so we, we've, I've flushed before. I've had, I've had experience with that. Uh, <clears throat> basically, what uh, flushing does is you... you just same pretty, idea, right? Yeah, same exact, pretty much same idea as uh, getting... Basically, the idea of all three of these, just get shit out of your legs that you don't want there. And the, Yeah, and then pump, circul- you know, ramp the circulation back up by having the, literally... This one's physically having the blood drained out and physically yeah. having it thrown back in yeah so i mean if if which increases circulation right (laughs) yep yep, yeah if anyone doesn't know what that is it's basically just uh you know you put your legs up you lay down on your back put your legs up on a wall or something and just lay there what would we do like six seven minutes yeah just it kind of hurts once you get like past that and i don't think that's good yeah it's like pins and needles Yeah, yeah 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 so you just do that until you know blood literally just kind of drains out of your legs a little bit uh, hopefully it's taking the lactic acid with it, and then uh, you stand up, and uh, blood, f- new fresh blood comes yeah. back into your legs. I, I don't know how like efficient this is. Like I, I honestly don't know how well this works because I've never seen anyone else do it. Like, so we would use it a lot between races if we were doubling or something. I remember you know during a a meet where I had to triple actually. What I would do is I was jo- I would jog a little bit to get my heart rate up. So that way, that would improve my circulation, and then I would put my legs up so all the lactic acid would flush out and the new blood would, you know, come in or whatever. And, uh, you know, that it, it helped a lot. It helped a lot for doubling. It helped a lot for, you know, if, if you got a hard workout and, you, you know, you... Not really? Know. Yeah. It, it, I, I always felt like my legs got... Maybe it's because I had to jog after it, but I always felt like my legs got weak and tired after I flushed out, okay. and I just wouldn't want to do anything. I don't know. Okay. But I think that's also, like, just because I, I mean, when I, I only really doubled, when I doubled, it would be, I'd have, like, a four-hour break, usually. I never, I haven't, I didn't double and triple like you did for, like, because we, yeah, we used you in, like, every race or dual meets to, like. I was going one after the other. Yeah, so you you were going one after the other, but I I never really had, I mean, I've done that, but I never. So, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's a good way to to help you, help you recover between doubles. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. I think that's. I'm going to try and incorporate that more because I, I, I kind of stopped flushing out after, like, I mean, I flushed out every now and then, but I stopped after uh, high school, really. Yeah, yeah. But 
Why not do it? Next tip. Yeah, what else? <laughs> um, stretch. Okay, but yeah. But not too much. See, if we could talk about this a little bit. Yeah, uh, stretch, because you should stretch. Uh, that's not revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, I mean... But don't do, do it too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, so, yeah. Okay, I, Anthony knows more of the science than the, uh, behind this than I do, but there is a, there's a balance of, like, being too... You don't want to be too tight, but you don't want to be too loose, you know? There's a certain level of tension in your muscles where it's optimal for running and it's also healthy and you're not going to pop something, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know yeah, the whole so, so I mean, part. with the proteins in your muscles, I'm not going to get too into the nitty gritty, but with the proteins in your muscles, um, there's sort of like this range where, you know, you, if, if the proteins are, you know, too stretched out, then they theoretically won't be touching. And then theoretically, you know, you're, your muscle won't contract as forcefully because not all those proteins are super connected. But if the muscle is in the right optimal range of, uh, I guess you could call it protein. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what you would call yeah. that, but yeah, like the, there's yeah, it's like an optimal like yeah way it, uh, way of pushing on something. Like it's easier to to kick a door open at the handle as opposed to at the bottom. You know, yeah, it's it's easier to there's, lift something up and pull something towards you with two hands than one hand. Yeah. Okay. So if you're using Let's, let's say it this way. If you're using one hand to pull something towards you, you're not exerting as much force as you can on that, on that object. If you're using two hands to pull something towards you, you know, that's, that's more force. Um, and then re- uh, that's basically what's happening in your muscle. If, if, you're, if you're using if – the, the more proteins that are connected to uh, – I'm trying to – the, say yeah. this in simple terms. Yeah. It's a little bit... Like, the, the, there's two types of proteins in your legs. It's like myosin and actin. Yeah. The more that they're connected and the more of them that there are connected, the better. Uh, you don't want to be too connected, though, because you'll be too tight. So, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. If, there's if, a certain level of... If the overlap. proteins... Yeah. Basically, theoretically, think about it like this. If the proteins are too connected, your muscle is fully contracted, okay? Because all the proteins are, like, binded together. If your muscles to loose the proteins are like this. If your muscle is in the optimal range, it's like this and ready to go. Mm-hmm. So if your muscle's in the optimal range, you can just produce more force, but if you stretch, if you over over stretch your muscles yeah. way too loose, then Which you're most people be, don't. Most people don't. Most people don't. But yeah, so that's why we should probably, we should probably talk about the benefits of stretching. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> stretching uh, increases it improves circulation, um, range your, of motion. Yeah, range of motion. Uh, uh, I mean, you're just bouncier and you feel less dead. Like, yeah. just because, again, we talked about the whole overlapping muscle part. Um, if you have a muscle that's weak and you feel like there's some sort of tendonitis there, uh, you know, rule of thumb is don't stretch that. Actually strengthen that. Yeah. Because if you stretch that, it's just going to put unnecessary stress on that muscle when realistically, you know, it's overworked, it's overstressed, and it needs to actually become stronger so you need to lift yeah you know in a sense you need to do pt in to some regard and and also stretching can act as a way of, of working those muscles that don't really get touched sometimes because mm-hmm. I, I know we do we do the the uh, abcs with our ankles mm-hmm. that's not necessarily a stretch that's more working the different muscles in our ankles to get yeah. the prep for the run yeah um uh so you know stretching is really good for that stuff and obviously good for injury prevention if you're too tight you can blow something in, in, in your leg or you could just get worn down yeah it's, yeah th- these are things people know you know <laughs> yeah pretty much 
Um, I, I feel like we can go, you know, from that to like, this is also related is doing your PT, even if you're not injured doing PT. Yeah, just if, if you, you know, you're whether you're a hobby jogger to high school runner, if you can just look up on literally online, any kind of on Head Start Running, on Head Start Running, <laughs> uh, any kind of just like resistance band work, like uh, it doesn't even have to be heavy weight, just anything to get your muscles and like that mind muscle connection activated, get your muscles used to firing, used to lifting a little bit more of a load. Uh, it, it really just makes the world's difference, not in not in times, not in the amount of force your muscles can produce, but more in the sense of your muscles can take more the load. They can take the load of you running more, mm-hmm. which prevents you from getting injured. Yeah, those like uh, the way that I think of it, this is not scientific whatsoever. Is that those little muscles are kind of holding up your your big muscle that's doing the work, right? <laughs> Pretty and much. if those little muscles just like, you know crash and burn yeah that big muscle is just gonna fall down and you're screwed you know uh that's that's just how i think of it but like you know yeah. it's really important to get you don't want those little muscles to fall because then everything comes <laughs> tumbling down you want to hear a real life story that happened to me like two weeks ago sure okay so i was having horrible arch problems okay horrible arch pain and actually what's that i remember you were telling me yeah. about a little bit yeah so I, I went to the physical therapist and uh i've been going to them for years and uh, it actually turned out that it wasn't my arch, but it was my pop. I think it's called my popliteus muscle. It, and uh, here, let's see if I. I'll, I'll talk while I'm looking this up. But yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just like the smallest little muscle behind your knee, not even not even near my arch, behind your knee. Okay, and that was weak. And here, wait. How do I spell this? Popliteus. Well, okay behind your knee okay so i'm not going to show the camera but look at that oh it's that oh that's like right near your lcl right right i i yeah i think I that's, so. that's close to your lcl because my brother actually had the same issue i think i it, he, he had something weak there okay tore, and tore his lcl okay okay i mean i don't know yeah. <laughs> not, not really i didn't even know that muscle existed yeah it's <laughs> like uh you got lcl acl and mcl yeah and they're all like i think acl is like in the middle mcl is like outside LCLs inside, something like that. Okay, but like, yeah, like, and that's the thing. You you don't have that muscle going. Screw up yeah, your it arch, up my foot. arch, and then you know I literally I had to uh, basically I had to stop. Uh, well, it wasn't the long run with you, but it was like there were a couple runs where like I wasn't I could I had to stop because yeah. it was just, my arch was in a lot of fucking pain. Yeah, yeah, and that so, leads to shin splints, and then it leads what, to shin yeah. splints, and then I had to stop on that yeah. long run with you. Mm. And uh, it, 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 everything is connected. So if you can stay on top of it, keep the mind-muscle connection to all the little muscles, you know, there, it's really it, – it'll pay off in the long run because it just it allows you to train to your fullest potential. Yeah. And, and if you're feeling pain anywhere, uh, like, don't be afraid to go to PT and don't be afraid to take a day or two off. Uh, this, again, ties, ties into the first thing we said is just don't kill yourself. You know, that's – and, again, that's just – that comes with time. You'll know when to kill yourself, but that day is not every day. Yeah, that day is like probably like once a week. Once a week, (laughs) but like don't actually kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Head start running doesn't (laughs) confirm suicide. We do not. Yeah. (laughs) What's what's the next tip? Um. Um. What number was that? We have not been going remotely in order, uh, so I have no idea. I think we have two more. So I think that was number eight. Yeah. Okay. Sleep and try and relax. Try, give yourself 
the the mental space like there, there's mental and physical recovery. You know, you got to take the, the time to, to mentally recover and be there, you know, binge watch. The other day, I I rarely do do this. Like, I, I don't, like, watch TV. I'm, I'm not a person that could just sit and, like, sit down. Um, but, like, the other day, I, I binge watched 24 episodes of Hunter x Hunter in a day, which is, like, seven hours of TV, just literally nonstop. Sometimes you got to do that. <laughs> sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes you need to do that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go to that extent, but you know, sometimes t- take the time to relax, watch some TV. I don't know, read a book. I don't care. Uh, and sleep. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, just sleep in general. It's, uh, and the average high schooler doesn't get enough of it. I know you during high school definitely didn't get enough. Yeah, and, I mean you you didn't in college. In college, in college, not not. Well, no, because I was was in bed by like ten in college. Oh, because I okay. I mean, I, I, wo- I woke up at six thirty, and I was in bed by ten. That's gross. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so like Anthony old, gets I'm enough old, sleep. I'm an old man. This is why he's a day one runner. <laughs> he's an old man, but he could he runs like a, uh, I don't know. I run an eighteen minute five k. He runs. He runs th- three minutes faster than that almost, but yeah, I probably run an eighteen minute five k right now. <laughs> but yeah, no sleep in general. I feel like it just um, without it, without getting the right amount of sleep, uh, you're just everything is going to be off in a way. Your recovery is not going to be on top of itself. Uh, your mental game is not going to be on top of itself. Uh, your strength, your metabolism, everything just goes out of whack if you don't get enough sleep. You, you know what? I disagree. You disagree? This, is, this sounds like a super hot take right now, but it's Why not. Why do you disagree? So it's not necessarily about how much sleep you get. You obviously want okay. a good amount of sleep. Okay. But improving the quality of sleep you get like, mm-hmm. is so important. Because I, I can get nine hours, eight hours, and feel like shit. Um, and That's feel like shit point. for a while. Even if I consistently get eight hours. Like, I'm consistently getting eight hours right now. Okay. And I kind of feel like poop. Cause, cause, see, I, see I, know, I know how to get proper sleep, but I don't. Because I just don't feel like it. But you can do things to improve the quality of sleep. If the more quality sleep that you have, the better. So, and and the things that you could do is, like, it's the things you hear all the time. Don't have blue light uh, when you're going to bed. Don't watch TV while you're going to bed. Do something tiring, like le- like read a book before you go to bed or something like that. Don't have a shitty diet. Uh, move throughout the day and and Every- don't abuse caffeine. Oh, that's a big one. Don't have caffeine. All right, I I'm the worst with this. I'm I'm getting better, but don't abuse caffeine, and also don't take it after like three o'clock because the half life of coffee is like, I think it's like six hours or something. I'm I'm gonna oh, so it'll last that that long. That's just the half life. No, so half of it decomposes in your system by that time in six hours. Then half again. So twelve hours later, you have a quarter of the caffeine there. So literally, you you can be. 18 hours later, you still have an eighth of the caffeine. So if you have 200 milligrams of caffeine, you still have 25 milligrams in there. That's the but, right math. But how long does it take for, I guess, for it to go through your liver and then for you to poop or pee it out? I mean, like, the thing is, like, it doesn't... Does it work like that? You technically don't get all... Like, I still have caffeine in my system right now uh, just because, like, it keeps on decomposing and decomposing, like, okay. slow. Because okay. it goes half, 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 Yeah. You know? Okay. Um... Actually, I just want to check this though. That's uh, that's wild, but it, it's true, you know. And actually, yeah, I was, five hours. Uh, 
You want? To, I'm, I'm going to bring up a different podcast. I'm going to bring up the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> I was watching an episode about about that about Ivermectin. coffee. Uh, what's, what's that? N- what did no. you just say? What no. did you just say? No. <laughs> no, we should start. We should start. Uh, I don't know. Telling people to unvaccinate themselves. Oh God! <laughs> I actually like the Joe Rogan podcast, though. I'm just. I'm just it's it's pretty around. good. I think it's interesting. It's, yeah, it's interesting as shit. Actually, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, no one's gonna lie. Okay, so I was watching an episode about about coffee, and this guy, I don't know who it was, whatever. He said that he he went he stopped drinking coffee. I watched right. this. You watch that? I okay. Did. And then he said his like he just could sleep again. Yep. Like he just slept. Like amazing. you just go out, yeah, yeah, and I think there's a lot to say about that, truthfully. Yeah, I think uh, caffeine is like one of the, it's 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 not, it's not that bad of a drug, but like it's addicting it as hell. And, so addicting, and if it destroys your sleep, I mean, I'm personally I, I don't drink coffee every day during the summer, but during the school, I was drinking four or five cups of coffee a day. Yeah, you know, it fucks with you. Yeah, and I, I think if you use it strategically, yeah, you know, have a cup or two when you wake up, get your day started. Yeah. And, and you, first, you also feel that a lot more. Like, like yeah. personally for me, I, I've been abusing coffee for years and years. Yeah. I, I drink a cup of coffee. I, I can go to bed after. It's not, it doesn't do anything. It just, I get the withdrawal symptoms gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, you literally, I get like an oral fixation of just like, the only time I use a mug is when I'm drinking coffee. So the, the mug to my mouth is like, there's literally oral fixation there. So now I literally just put water in a mug. To like try and not drink coffee. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I mean that probably works. Yeah, it works to an extent. You know, you also have to have like some amount of willpower, uh, which I I, I don't drink <laughs> with coffee. Um, but. another tip I want to add spontaneously is actually, um, and I know there's mixed opinions about this from uh, you know, from that I've heard from different people on our high school team uh, when we were when we were there, but um, use caffeine for racing. I, I think you know it, it's it's not cheating. It's it's not gonna improve your time like crazy. But if you can feel energized during a race, why not do it? Use it for workouts too. It uh, caffeine is proven to improve uh, your high interv- high intensity interval training. That's like it's really good for that. Oh okay. Um, yeah, you don't want again. You don't want to abuse it, and you shouldn't rely on caffeine for every run or anything like that. And yeah, you should, if you're doing it every run, then you, you're doing yeah, it Yeah, then much. you're just like, if you don't have it, you just shot. But um, uh, it's a great way, you know, you just have to be strategic with your drug use, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you have you to be strategic with your... <laughs> Look, so, uh, take shrooms before your long run. Oh, this God. is condoned. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even... I Smoke don't a even. joint right before, you know, you feel great. Like, it's the best thing to do ever. It just... Oh my God! Okay, another tip. Oh yeah, drugs. Another tip. Yeah, don't. If you want to run fast, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. It's gonna. It's 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 gonna destroy your times. Yeah. Smoking is going to destroy your fitness, destroy your times. Drinking alcohol is going to destroy your recovery. Yeah, and uh, again, like uh, you know, everyone in high school, you're gonna go through this. Like you're gonna you're gonna be exposed to these things. And you're gonna try it. At, you know. Uh, it's inevitable. You're gonna, you're going to do it most likely. Um, just do it in moderation if you're gonna do it. You know, yeah. uh, it's okay. Like, there's plenty of elite runners that that drink, but they don't binge drink once a week and completely destroy their body for the next yeah. day or two after that. Yeah. Do everything in moderation. Like, there's plenty of runners that that do drink and do do smoke. I mean, it doing it in the right 
way. I mean, you're in high school, so, so don't do it. Like, well, uh, my like personal you. opinion is but, that if you do it, you're going to destroy your times. You're going to destroy your training. You shouldn't do it. Uh, that's my personal opinion. You know, if, if if you're trying, and I guess this is a tips of how to get faster video. Yeah. Or podcast. So in the general sense. Yeah. It's, do, it's not, not doing it is better than doing it. It's, it's not going to help you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make you get worse, way worse. Yeah. Very fast. It, it will. I think, though, it can be overrated how much it can affect you. Because, uh, like, first of all, you're in high school, so the tip is don't do it. Um, but I think, like, if you n- need to do a drug, like, <laughs> I guess need Life, is the right Life, man. Word. If, Life. If, taking, if taking this drug will, will help you... Relax. This as, as, drugs, as in alcohol or weed, like kind of nothing else. Or life. Or life. Or life. The drug of life. Anthony's asshole. I'm. Uh, yeah, but um, if if that will help you relax and you're doing it in moderation, first of all, don't rely on the drug to help you relax. But let's say <laughs> you want to do you that. Tread lightly with uh, this. Yeah, what tread you're saying, lightly man. with this. With what I'm saying here, I'm not saying. Uh, <laughs> Uh, drink until until you don't feel the pain anymore. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm saying like you're in a social scenario and it'll help you relax and 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 you want to do this. That's that's okay once in a while as long as you, you know you have like three or four beers. You're a little loosened up, whatever. If you, you're gonna do it, at least don't do it at championship season. D- yeah, no, you shouldn't. I I don't I I. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what not, was that? I, well, I, I mean, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say something. Um, okay, yeah, just yeah. You don't do it during championship season. If you're gonna do it in season, plan it and don't go crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, you probably if you're gonna do weed, don't smoke it if you can. That's just kind of common sense with running. But just don't do it if you want to get better. Really. <laughs> that's um, common sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all. That's yeah, all we, I we, have to say yeah, about that. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> Do drugs on the Head Start Running podcast, except for uh, ketamine and heroin sometimes. Crocodile? You try co- uh, crocodile yet? <laughs> what? What? It's like uh, it's like heroin on steroids, pretty much. Literally makes your skin into like alligator. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's pretty but sick. That will help <laughs> you get faster. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my god. Uh, oh, we. I guess we didn't even talk about this, but altitude training. Oh yeah, okay. Tip number ten. But like high school, high schoolers can't really out this. Yeah, go to a mountain. I don't know. Go to, yeah, just run uphill. Yeah. Oh, run uphill. Yeah, that's run a uphill. perfect look at tip. The, look at run this. Uphill. Tip run number ten B. Run up. Run uphill. Run. <laughs> find hills. Run them. Yeah. If you, uh, if you if you can if you can run uphill if you can get good at running uphill you will become stronger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I hate it, hills. It, it that's that's how, it it is just. Yeah. Even hill workouts, hill repeats is generally you know yeah, that's a great. great workout for. Uh, the start of the season. Generally, you don't want to do that towards the end, middle or end of the season because that's yeah, tiring. high intensity. Uh, it really takes a toll on your body. Um, but, yeah, those are really good for just uh, strength building, uh, you know, just being able to finish that uh, that last part of the race, you know. that the, Especially in cross. Especially in cross. Um, what was that last tip we had on, on the notes? Then? Yeah, this one, uh, again, I feel like we've, repeat, we've kind of repeated the first tip multiple times, but this one is uh, – uh, for beginners, you know, uh, and, and also for any runner, uh, staying consistent is, and also taking it slow. Yeah. Which, again, that goes hand in hand with what we've been saying. Uh, 
Th- that's the most important thing when it comes to running in really any form of training. You know, yeah. If, yeah. You know, uh, you could have a. You could always be that guy and have a week like where like you take your tempo like really fucking fast and then you're dead, and then you have to take three days off or whatever. Which or, or both you, of us have been that guy. Yeah. Pl- yeah. And, and you know everyone everyone will probably. But, uh, you know, just uh, staying consistent with what you're doing with your lifting, your core, just running five, six, seven days a week, whatever's, whatever you do, just keep on doing that. The phrase uh, consistency is key. That's not that's not just because it's, you know, some phrase people say. And yeah. it, it is the truth. And if you can stay consistent with healthy habits, you know, you're you're set. And if you can trust the process, I got a tip here. This yeah, doesn't work for. I think I brought this up on on the podcast before, but th- this is what worked for me. I stopped doing it now because it's summer and I'm kind of just letting loose. But, uh, uh, you know, I I make a I made a habit tracker over um, uh, the school year, and for me, like having like a things that I could track and like know like what what I'm doing, how well I'm doing with everything. For me, like I, I tracked if I got over eight hours, um, if I ran that day, if I did core, if I stretched, yeah. uh, if I made my bed, if I took my multivitamin, you know, just d- dumb dumb Your stuff Flintstone like that. If I, did, if, I, if I cleaned my face, <laughs> if if I um, I don't know, I don't know. I had a few other things in there. Um, no, I mean it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh. It helps a lot, you know. Especially, you know, it just depends on your personality and what you respond to. But uh, if you have a way of holding yourself accountable for when you do fuck up and you're not staying true to your habits. Um, uh, In the same respect, the training log. Yeah. Same, same thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know, I know in high school, it's uh, the reason I had a training log was because, you know, I wanted to always go back and look Uh, and same thing for a habit tracker. I mean, you know, knowing that you seeing that progress literally on paper, seeing the red square, Piss me off. The red so, square. You don't want to see a red square. <laughs> no red squares here. No yep. red squares here. Mm-mm. Maybe that, no, that's not what I'm gonna name this episode because then no one would yeah, no people would be like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. We'll, we'll name it something about do crocodile. Do, do crocodile. <laughs> I think that's the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> crocodile will make you. You wanna know a drug will make you fast? Dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um but yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, we pretty much covered a lot of the a lot of the tips we've used during our high school careers. Yeah, uh, and there's there's more if you want to get more specific with like running and like actual making your own training. But that's what your coach is for. And also, we have a podcast of making your own training. Check yeah, we do. Check Watch it out. that. It's very general. So if you don't know anything about making your training, it's definitely good for those kind of people. If, you, if you're a little bit more advanced, it, there's not a ton of substance in there. Planning running less. down to the specific down to the specific detail never works no. you, you need to do things generally and i think that's that's a uh that's something that you should take into account if you're planning training if you're you know looking back on <clears throat> if you're looking back on training and you know if you're just trying to stay fit the poop dissolved oh <laughs> right, yeah so we we good to conclude this episode yeah, I think we're done. Cool. Uh, I think the mic just picked up on me swallowing. Uh, Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for watching. Uh, this has been uh, season four. Episode, episode four. Episode four. Yeah, uh, I feel like we've gotten this wrong multiple times. We're going to look stupid if it's yeah, wrong. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. it's just, if it's not <laughs> season four, episode four... Then it's season we're four, episode we something. Just, we planned this, like, last night. Yeah. This wasn't... Thank you for watching. Yeah. See you guys later.